Next, the golden days of radio. This is Frank Brzee inviting you to join me for the golden days of radio. Great moments from radio programs of the past featuring the world's most famous personalities. On this program, we are featuring comedian Don Adams, Raymond Burr, and a complete episode of Sam Spade starring Howard Duff. One of the most popular programs during the 40s was Sam Spade. Dashiell Hammett's famous detective. His books sold millions of copies, and the motion picture series was a box office smash. And every Sunday night on CBS Radio, Howard Duff transformed the network into his own private detective agency as he solved crimes and captured criminals. Here now is Howard Duff as Sam and Lorene Tuttle as Effie as we present this episode of The Adventures of Sam Spade, Detective. To uh, Detective Lieutenant Dundee, homicide detail, San Francisco Police from Samuel Spade, license number 17596. Uh, subject, the betrayal in Bumpus Hell. <laughs> Effie had just read a book called How to Relax, and it said there that Western stories were relaxing, and that's how I happened to be at home at 10 p.m., writing herd on a copy of Sheriff and Outlaw, Rip Roaring Adventures of the Old West. But Bumpus Hell hath no fury like my neighbor, Mrs. Kelsey. I left Red Gillis and the sheriff face to face and vice versa, eyes flashing and guns ablaze, and followed her meekly up to the third floor. Hear that? Been at it for three hours, they have. Won't yeah. be a stick of furniture left in the room, lessen there's talk. You speak to them? Did I speak to them? You see this lump? No, here, under my transformation. Oh, well, why didn't you call a cop? Well, I wouldn't be neighborly. Hit me, the did. You see this lump? Yeah, yeah, you showed it to me. Put your wig back on, I'll see what I can do. And tell them about my lump. It's evident. Yeah, yeah, put it back. Hey, open up. No, I'm only being neighborly. Why did you beat up on kind, nice Mrs. Kelsey? That is a gross falsehood. I did not lay a hand on the old wag. It was that odious stinker, Joe Donegan, who was just left. And you can tell him, as from me, that I'm extremely unimpressed with his cheap threats to rub me out and that I intend to continue on seeing Mr. Hobson or any other Johns which I care to. That's a pretty good scene. Oh. Well, uh, you better tell him that yourself. I don't imagine I'll be seeing him. You won't. Hey, wait a minute. Who are you, anyway? Uh, just another tenant. I uh, live downstairs. Oh, well, now I recall whom you are. You are that Seamus, which lives on the second floor, really. Uh, Seamus, we call it in the radio. Seamus. Would you care to come in and discuss 
a certain matter. Well, uh, thanks. Another time. I got to get back to Bumpus Hell. Whoever she is, let her cool her heels for a few moments. No, you don't understand this Bumpus Hell. This is an urgent matter which I would like to hash over right now and without further delay. Well, I. Uh... May I invite you in for a straight slug? Well, uh, okay, but just one in a glass. All right, make yourself comfy. Well, now, say when. Uh, just after the lipstick mark. There you are. <clears throat> well, now to make a long story short, Mr. Spade, my name is Rosemary Fell, which remains my stage name, notwithstanding the circumstance that I am legally married to that barnacle which has just dusted this joint. Now, being as you are in the detective business... You now, wait I a minute. Kindly permit me to finish, honey. Sorry, sweetheart. I'm not the type to jaw about my troubles just to pass the time of day. I'm sure you are. I am an actress. I knew that. And although I'm low in funds, due to being between jobs right now, on account of that knothead making a scene in the last joint at which I worked. <coughs> Cheap ginger ale. <coughs> just to show you how the brakes fall, Mr. Spade, Belita Wilkerson, who just happens to be about the biggest talent agent in this city, if mm. you have the time, I'm phoned me, phoned me on the telephone, on the phone. and arranged an audition. Ah. She also advanced me the sum of 100 clams. 100? Which I will pay you to put the B on that dog, Joe Donegan, the rat. Now, which is he? Uh, what do you mean, put the B on him? Listen, Sam, that grifter has got a record as long as my arm. And what I have got on him is longer than his arm. Please. In short, I should like him thrown into the can so that I can feel safe to sing on him. Hey, look, uh, Rosemary, so you had a fight with Joe. You're sore. You want him to pay You want to pay him off. Now, right. why don't you just wait until morning and uh, see how you feel? Sam, then? listen to me. If that knuckle duster remains at large, I will be feeling no pain. Now, I, I know that from my flamboyant manner, you'd never guess it. But that is only the actress in me. In actuality, that flea intends to do me in. Oh, now, come, Rosemary. What? You disagree? Well, now, really, Rosemary. Why, you big pain in the neck. Rosemary. I am drinking my... Pour that back in the bottle. Don, put it back in the bottle. Uh, well, I'll be going now. Only trying to be neighborly. Well, back to bump as hell. Then I heard it. It sounded like a man sneaking up a fire escape. I went over to the window, raised it, and looked up. I didn't like what I saw. An overcoated figure reached the third floor landing and stood silhouetted against the lighted window of Rosemary's apartment. He was about the height and weight of that rat, Joe Donegan. By the time I'd rolled out the window onto the fire escape, his right hand had come out of his coat pocket. Donegan! Donegan, watch it! a floor ahead of me, and I didn't want to get too close to him until I'd passed that lighted window. He made the roof just as I crossed in front of it. The flashes from his revolver told me that. They also told me he had two slugs left to throw at me. The only light up there was a feeble glow from the skylight, dead center. I headed for the cover of a brick chimney just to the left of it. I had two things in mind. The skylight was his most logical avenue of escape, and I hoped I could tease him into emptying his gun at me. It didn't work. I stuck my head out. No shots. But he did use his gun. I should have stood in Bumpus Hell. Sam! Sam! Oh, what did that rat do to you, the dog? Sam, Sam, speak to me. Uh, uh, Send an Indian to Sutter's Mill. Tell the governor the sheriff of Bumpus Hell is turning in his back. Listen, honey, you've got to pull yourself together. Now, come on, come on, come on. 
These delirious Trumans will get us no place now. Come on, uh, Sam. Yeah, I guess you're right. Come on, now. Come oh. on. Now, do not rush things, whoa, honey. Whoa, that was whoa. quite a clip he gave you. Yeah, where were you? I was combing my hair out of the window. And he was on the fire escape, not four feet away. Not a very good shot, is he? No, he isn't. Oh, Sam, look at your poor little head. Here, now, let me kiss it and make it well. Hmm, wild root. Yeah, see how it gets me ahead socially and on the job? Oh, well, now, what next, Sam? <sighs> Rosemary, I am going to the top now. My dander is up. Let's have a moment of silence while I put through a call to Lieutenant Thomas Dundee of Homicide. It took your boys less than an hour to locate Joe Donegan and haul him in, Lieutenant. Rosemary's charges were not enough to hold him on attempted murder, and all I could identify was the back of his neck. But you were good enough to bag him anyway so Rosemary and I could relax. Yes? Mr. Hobson? Yes? My name is Spade. Oh, yes, Mr. Spade. Come in, come in, come in. My wife's a professional woman, and her own career keeps her busy a good deal of the time. Mm. Well, like the movie magazines say, a clash of careers and so on. That's how I happened to take up with Rosemary. I didn't know she was married. And, of course, when I found out, I dropped her like a hot potato. Potato, yeah. Potato. And then she started blackmailing me. I received a series of threatening phone calls from Rosemary. And I finally decided to go to Donegan and tell him the whole story. Oh, he was as mad as a wet head. Wet head. Well, he said he'd stop her. And I believed he was the right man to do it. Mm -hmm. Well, last night he phoned me. He said he'd had a little, uh, little caucus meeting with her and assured me I'd had no more trouble. But no sooner had I hung up that phone when she called again, making another outrageous demand. I decided then and there to take things into my own hands. So happens I'm a crack shot. And I knew that I could come close enough to frighten her without actually hurting her. Uh, you were laboring under a false impression. Huh? Oh, 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 yes, yes. Well, uh, you believe me now? Up to a point. Well, that's all I have for you, Mr. Spade. Well, uh, I have something for you. Oh, uh, what's that? Look up here. You see this bruise on my head? Oh. Well, all in the game, you know. Touche. <laughs> now, hold it, hold it. I, I only... Lie I... still. I'll get it. Uh... Yeah? This is Rosemary again. Listen, now, I want to talk... to you, cheap ward healer. Uh... If you don't have that dough for me tonight, I will have no other recourse but to smear your fat puss all over the front pages. Yeah, look, Rosemary... And I am just you are a wolf in sheep's clothing, but in my opinion, you are nothing but a worm. Yeah, well, look. Goodbye, you rat. And rat. Hey. Hey, Rosemary. Hello. Nuts. Oh, wait a minute, Speed. Well, what did she say? You're going to read it in my report along with a bill for my services. I went back to the office, swiveled my chair into a comfortable position, opened the February number of Sheriff and Outlaw to page 112... Betrayal in Bumpus Hell, Chapter 5, Stampede. Oh. Uh, uh, hello. Spade, this is Hobson. Come out here right away. Something terrible has happened. Such as? Rosemary is here, and I, I think she's dead. In here, Spade. Oh, I don't know how she got in. Oh, yes, I do remember I must have left the door unlocked. Where were you? Why, I, I uh, just stepped out to get some cigarettes. Did you prove it? Why, uh, no, I'm afraid not. I got halfway and found I didn't have any money and came back. You came back, walked through this room, went in the bedroom and didn't see the body until you started back? Well, yes, the lights were off. I, uh, I stumbled over it. This is the gun? Yes. 
She did it with my own gun. Oh, I never dreamed her love for me would drive her to self-destruction. Of course, now it's clear what really lay behind her poor, clumsy effort to blackmail me. It was a desperate move to get me back. Oh, I'll never forgive myself for driving that poor girl to this. Don't worry about that, Hobson. This isn't suicide. Murder? Oh, great heavens. What will Belita say? Belita? Yes, my wife. Belita Wilkerson? Yeah, professional name, you know. I was explaining to you before that... Oh, that's my wife now. What in the world will I tell her? Never mind, I'll get it. Hello? This is Rosemary, for the last time. Who? And I'm just calling to tell you that you have stalled around too long. I have talked to your wife and told her the whole sordid pitch. Why she wants you back, I will never know. But I sold you cheap and you weren't worth a cent more. I am a girl who does not like to do things halfway, but you were just too late. Goodbye, you fathead. Yeah, Rosemary, I guess we were all too late. I called you, Dundee, and then, like the rat I am, made off with your prize suspect before you and your boys from Homicide arrived. We arrived at the Belita Wilkerson Talent Agency just as the boss was shutting up shop for the day. She had the recordings under her arm. All right, Belita, I'll take those. Well, what are you? Warner! Mr. Spade! Unlock the door, Belita. We're going back in. Warner, why are You'd you... you better do as he says, Belita. Well, all right, but... Give me those keys. I don't... Inside, both of you. Where do you play these records? The recording studio is just through there, but you can spare yourself the trouble. I admit I tricked Rosemary into recording those blackmail speeches and then played them back over the phone to Warner. If trying to hold on to my husband is a crime, then I'm a criminal. Oh, now, Belita, my dear. Come <laughs> oh, on, dear. stop that. we got to get busy. I phoned the Hobson house, and you were still there, Dundee. You said it was an open and shut case against Hobson, and to deliver him at once or kiss my license goodbye. But when I told you my diabolic, <laughs> diabolically ingenious scheme, you said, yes, you'd be glad to, because it was a sure way of getting rid of me once and for all. It took us nearly two hours to get things ready in Belita's recording studio. We took the parts of Rosemary's so-called audition records that we thought would fit the occasion and dubbed them onto a single side. We played it back once... And I phoned you at headquarters. Homicide. Lieutenant Dundee. Spade, Dundee. Everything's ready here. Did you pick up Donegan? Oh, yeah. He's here. Donegan? Hold on. Okay, Belina. Start the record when I give you the nod. Yes, Mr. Spade. I didn't say it, Donegan. It's for you. Nice. Yeah, who's this? This is Rosemary. Huh? I forgive you for everything, oh. but there are some things I cannot it's forget. You Rosemary, it sounds like We have you. meant a lot to each other, but after what Ro you have done to me, it is time you came through the nose. Rosemary, I didn't mean it. When I followed you to his house and you went right in like you lived there, I just went nuts. What you have done to me, it is time you paid through the nose, you rat. I am a girl who Listen, does not Ro like to do things halfway. Listen, honey, you're you not going to throw the book at me, are you? Honest, I'm, I'm glad to hear your voice. Too. I thought you were we dead. Meant a lot okay, to kill it. Rosemary, are you listening? Rosemary! Hey, no, she's still on the line. I want to talk to her. Take him, Paul House. Wait a minute. Take him. Sam? Yeah, Dundee? Congratulations. That was a brilliant piece of work. Hey. Sam, you still on the line? Yeah, I'll be all right, Dundee. I just fainted temporarily. Say it again, will you, pal? Yeah, as I was saying, congratulations on a brilliant piece of work. Well. But I have never in all my years on the force heard of such a wild, insane, illegal, unethical, and downright cruel method of extorting a confession. Thank you, Dundee. I feel better already. <laughs> Thank you. 
end of report. But, but Sam, what happened? Effie, I thought I had made that abundantly clear. No. In order to discredit her husband's paramour, the lady gave her a come on about an audition and had her play the part of a blackmailer reading lines from a script which she, Belita, had prepared and thereupon proceeded to play said records over the telephone, well knowing that her husband would erroneously believe Rosemary to be a blackmailer in fact and would drop her like a hot spud. No, Sam, no, I don't mean Don't that. interrupt. Oh. It was my inspiration, I, Sam Spade, to use... Belita's fiendish device for a higher purpose. No, Sam. No, yes. That is what I'm, no, Sam. I, I meant the Western story. Betrayal and Bumpus Crick. It is not Crick, Effie. You can't say H over the radio, Sam. Oh, yes, you can. Bumpus Hell is the post office designation of a hamlet right here in California. It is? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Good night, Sam. Get off. Good night, sweetheart. <laughs> Comedian Don Adams, joined by Raymond Burr, teamed up to do this parody of the Sam Spade program. Did you ever have one of those days when you knew something unusual was about to happen? Well, today was one of those days for me. I didn't know what it was, but I could feel in my bones it was going to start with a phone call. I guess my bones didn't know the phone was disconnected. The door opened. There's someone here to see you, Sam. She was beautiful, but I only had to look at her once to know she spelled danger. D-A-N-J-E-R. Close enough. All right, sweetheart, sit down. What can I do for you? Mr. Spade, I need your help. I was told if I came to see you that for a price you can find anything or anyone. How about a drink? Yes, thank you. All right, go on with your story. I have a problem. <laughs> you do have a problem. Mr. Spade, you've got to help me find the fantastic Maltese parakeet. It's disappeared. Well, if it's such a great parakeet, how come it didn't tell you where it was going? Oh, you don't understand. It's not a real bird. It's a statue encrusted with jewels. A statue, eh? Well, of course. Well, that must be the same statue that Gutman was in here about yesterday. Gutman? Yes. Oh, no, I'm too late. You're going to work for him. Well, that all depends, sweetheart, on whether you can meet my price of $5,000. All right. I'll write a check. Hey, you better let me make it out. You don't spell too good. <laughs> okay. I'll start first thing in the morning. That must be Gutman. He mustn't find me here. Come on, you can go out through the window. All right, now just go home and wait for me and sit tight. And remember, Gutman's dangerous. That's D-A-N-J-E-R. I know, I know. Where's the girl? She left by the fire escape. There is no fire escape. <laughs> Mr. Gutman's here to see you, Sam. Gutman, eh? All right, send him in. Well, now I was really asking for trouble. I knew Gutman wouldn't like my double-crossing him. Good evening, Mr. Spade. We meet again. Yesterday, I gave you a retainer of $5,000. Have you decided to accept my proposition? I'm sorry, Gutman. I already promised someone else I'd help him find a Maltese parakeet. Now, beat it before I have you arrested for impersonating an ice cream truck. <laughs> Mr. Spade. <laughs> I admire a man with a sense of humor. However, if you refuse to cooperate... 
I have ways to help you change your mind. Must you clap so loud, Mr. Gutman? You know I get headaches. Permit me to introduce my associates, Mr. Spade. This is Joel Cyro. Spelled Cairo, but we keep the C silent because of his headaches. This is Wilma. Don't cross him. He's a psychopathic killer. He once killed a masseuse because she rubbed him the wrong way. Mr. Gutman, let me put a bullet right between his eyes. If you think I get headaches. Well, now. All right, Gutman, I'm warning you. Send your little boy here home to bed before he wakes up in the alley with the cat's licking him. Over my dead body. That's a good idea. I'll put it in a suggestion box. That's right. Keep riding me, Buster. I know how to make him talk, Mr. Gutman. I'll put bamboo shoots under his nails. Excellent idea, my boy. But we don't have any bamboo shoots. That's all right. There's a Chinese restaurant around the corner. They deliver. We've wasted enough time. Joe, go to work on him. Next time, don't send a boy to do a man's job. Very well, Mr. Spade. Very well. This time, I'll do it myself. Hold it right there. Everyone put your arms up. <laughs> Terribly sorry about that, Mr. Spade. That's all right. It could have been worse. You could have shut hands down. Ah, no. You put your hands down now, Mr. Gutman. Well, Buster. <laughs> well, what are you going to do now? Are you going to help us find that bird? Don't do it, Sam. Don't tell them anything. I have to, baby. If I don't, you're going to get your ears pierced the hard way. <laughs> All right, Gutman. You win. I'll give you the Maltese parakeet. Uh-huh. Just as I suspected. You've had the bird all along. There it is. Open it quick. Take it easy. I haven't read the sports section yet. <laughs> We're rich beyond our wildest dreams. We'll divide this up two ways. Mm -hmm. Three ways? Wilma. <laughs> Why didn't you use the silencer? You know how he gets headaches. Come on. Why did you double-cross me, Sam? I could have loved you. I did it for your own good, sweetheart. That crazy killer had a gun stuck in both your ears. If I didn't give him that statue... You'd be home now throwing out all your stereo records. I think I came so close to owning the Maltese parakeet. Relax, baby. There's another one. Two of them? Oh, where did you get it? Well, remember yesterday I said the fat man gave me a retainer of $5,000? Yes. Well, I took the money down to the bank and deposited the $5,000. These are the free gifts you get when you open up a new account. Oh, Sam. Come on, let's deposit your check, sweetheart. Maybe we can pick up a clock radio with a snooze along. up this edition of the Golden Days of Radio. This is Frank Brzee in Hollywood, California, inviting you to join me next week at this time for more stars and personalities from Radio's Golden Days. This is the American Forces Radio and Television Service.